Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 117, and today we'll be talking about the new Lars. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter, and uh, for the record, I would like to point out, koalas eat their own poop. Or, koalas don't eat their own poop. When they're young, their digestive system isn't all up to snuff, so they, they, their mothers will poop out, and the, the, the child hanging out of a pouch, or not a pouch, hanging out of, just hanging on to the mother, will eat the fecal pep. So... It is koalas who are the poop eaters. That being said, I have no idea to the validity of whether or not sloths also eat their poop. I don't believe they do, because sloths are smarter mammals than koalas are. Mm. So, which do you think is the best hang-around, do-nothing mammal? Personally, the sloth. They're smarter. They're they're more uh, cuddly. And they won't give you, uh, uh, they won't give you any STDs. Yeah, you know what is it? Chlamydia. That yeah, that's it. Have? Yeah, I was I was trying to think of the name for it. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not Coerdia. And the co- and the sloths don't have you know evil folklore cousins like the drop bear. Yeah, the the drop bear. The, the you always f- got to watch out for those drop bears when you're traveling in Australia. They're they just, will get you. They're just dropping like flies. I don't. I don't think that's quite the way they drop. I think it's more of to get you. Oh, so they're always dropping, like, jaguars. Yeah. Or panthers, in uh, this episode's case. Of course. Of like, Wait, huh? Oh, yeah. An Alvia panther. You know, I gotta say, I love the Stephen Lawrence as well. I love how the Crooniverse's interpretation for a Stephen-inhabited Lars is just a slightly more effeminate Lars. And, like, a very, a very, a very... Go get her attitude, Lars. It's, I was gonna say it's not just slightly more feminine; it's like hugely more outgoing. Yeah. Than than Lars. Yeah, which is cute. This is a cute Lars. <laughs> okay, let's let's. I have a list. I have a list for this episode because believe it or not, I really like this episode. Heck yeah! Yeah this this episode for me has a good amount. Uh, it's a good balance of story building, character building, and. What I like, what I try to at least point out with every episode that I can recognize it, a good amount of just something to think about, you know? It's got a good amount of, uh, what would be the word for it? It's a good uh, life lesson in there. Yeah, yeah. So, let's start off, uh, yeah, sloths are way better. I don't care who else says, uh, says otherwise, sloths are the best. I don't know, sloths don't get to hang out with kangaroos, and like, I was thinking. Kangaroos are violent. If I could be friends with a kangaroo, you know that would be cool. Kangaroos are violent, dangerous animals. Well, you know, they, they do tend to repel helicopters with surface-to-air missile fire. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of an obscure urban legend. Kangaroos. Kangaroos are these... They're, they're, like, they're like short, beefy frat dudes that want to fight everything. Kind of like Joey from Penguins of Madagascar, I guess? Yes. Like Joey. I mean, they nailed the characterization on Hornets perfectly. What's to say they didn't get kangaroos yeah. right as well? Yeah, they did it in a Tekken. Wait, was was it Tekken that had the, the kangaroo? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. One of those fighting games. 
King of Fighters, who knows. So we, we get again another example of Steven uncontrollably using his dream projection, except this time he goes full harbinger and just assumes direct control. Yeah, this is a this is a really spooky moment for Steven. Um because this is one of the first times where because like he's had it before where he's he's discovered a power and then he's used it and then he hasn't been able to control it. He's had points like that where, oh no, this is frightening. Uh, I can't control this gym magic. Like with the watermelons? Yeah, like with the watermelons. Uh, we see later with Steven Floats. Um, we've seen with like, we've seen with Frybo of just gym technology and gym related things that he can't control. <laughs> oh, Frybo. Oh, Frybo. Brilliant. Uh, we saw with um, the cats. Uh, whatever that yeah, the cat fingers. Yeah, cat fingers. Right after Frypo, so yeah. it's a one-two punch. Yeah. Of Steven can't control this. Yeah, which one could argue that cat fingers and Frypo were terrifying, uh, which they they'd be right. But I don't think it's on the same level as this new power that Steven has realized that he also can't control, because this the other powers they would have been horrible for Steven. You know, stuff would have gone amok. I don't I don't really see how this power is all that horrible. I mean, if Steven doesn't want to use the power, all he has to do is walk that person's body to the temple and start smacking himself around and have someone on site to apologize and, you know, maybe have Garnet carry the person home or something. Yeah. Well, of course he knows that now, which and I'm glad he, we got this episode to sort of helps to make sure that this situation never becomes even an, an idea again. Of they throw around the philosophical idea very subtly of is it like the question the question one could ask here is is it better to have everyone like you for who you aren't or have everyone dislike you for who you are? Well, the funny thing is everyone dislikes Lars because of who he isn't. Like, Lars is constantly putting up a false front in an attempt to lure in friends. I don't think half of it is false. I think he's legitimately a bad person. He's a bad person, but Sadie sees him for who he is. If he was more comfortable being open about himself, he'd be a better person and the cool kids would like him more. But he's deeply uncomfortable with himself. We all know how I feel about Lars. (laughs) Lars is the worst. (sighs) Lars... Lars is Lars, and Lars is the worst. I I think this episode really portrays Lars in a much more sympathetic light, especially at the very end where he's going off with Sadie. It's like he's he's learned something from this. No, no, no. He's definitely better from this experience, which I think is a fantastic thing. But this also what he's what he's learned from this experience is to be himself. Mm -hmm. So the what makes him better is to stop trying to be so false. I gather something different, but go on. Well, no, that's that's basically it. He realizes that all of his efforts to win people over by being something he isn't are making people detest them. They like the, you know, honest openness of Steven, something that Sadie's already seen in Lars, and he starts showing her much more comfortably. You see how he's comfortable being seen with her in front of Steven now. Like... That's something that they explicitly call out as something he's not comfortable with before. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see this as Lars having a realization and thinking, oh, I have to be true to myself now. 
because that's what people like. I see it as Lars having a realization of, oh, I need to stop being so awful. Like, I want to throw aside the whole notation or the whole notion that Lars, the real Lars, quote unquote, the real Lars is this nice, giving, sharing <laughs> person okay, no. deep down. I I want to I want to throw that I want to throw that out. Yeah, that that I would not go that far. Lars isn't a great person, but he's an insecure person. I think that's true, but I don't think we can give him too much slack. I think the real Lars, in, in, in my opinion, the real Lars is yes, this insecure person that can be pitied. Um, I see him more as this insecure person who takes out the anger he feels for not being okay with himself and not liking himself and not being okay with the position he's in out on other people. He frequently disregards and treats poorly like the only people that care about him. They're the only people who will tolerate him. Yeah, who will tolerate him. Sadie, his parents? Jesus Christ, I pity his parents so much more than I pity Lars. It's like, oh, he didn't even swear. That is, ugh, that is, they were, did you see the wrinkles in their face? They are so tired. I was I was too busy staring at the picture of the ATAT in the background. There was a I didn't see that. I was too busy staring at um uh Lars's mom, Martha. I was too busy staring at her like super cool outfit. <laughs> Whatever she was wearing, that was dope. That was super dope. But I feel for that family. Like that ugh cuz Lars is a handful just to the people around him who want to be his friend. I cannot imagine raising that monster. I'm just saying, if Lars finds his chill, I'm not saying he'll be a saint or anything, but I think he'll be in a much better place. It's just like Ronaldo. I love Ronaldo. He's not a saint. He is kind of crazy, yeah, we, but he's a good guy. A lot of people did kind of forget that one time he almost murdered Lars. Okay, Lars totally had that coming? Yeah, he did. He did. He did have that coming, and he does have that coming often. It's like, it's not murder, it's like sacrifice to a supernatural entity. There, it's, it's completely, it's completely different. That charge of murder would never be held up. Oh, of course, of course, yeah, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't there in the heat of the moment when they were being haunted, but, ugh, ugh, yeah. I mean, but it's, rem- remember, remember, it's not subtracting one life, it's subtracting one life and adding another. You're getting Sadie back. You're getting an innocent person back for the guilty party. That is that is not murder. Yeah, but okay, okay, we're, we're way off track. Back to Lars. I wrote down, I wrote down here, Lars is bad, but Steven is worse in this instance. Of- yeah, well, Steven, Steven is immature. Stephen had good intentions. He did not realize where good intentions often lead one. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure Stephen meant the best. But there are a, like, a whole slew of psychological implications hidden beneath this nice, well-meaning act that... <laughs> the, the, the really creepy part was when he decides to go uh, play ship father with Sadie and Lars. But when he's when he's yeah. just saying, oh, I want to be such a good son to you, to Lars's parents, um, I just think that's ill-advised, making promises you know you're not going to be able to keep. But he at least, 
was feeling nice at that point. Again, it's the it's the shipping Sadie and Lars that's the really disturbing part, I think. Yeah, there's there's a lot of levels to it of, look at it this way. How would you feel if you woke up and unbeknownst to you, without permission, without clearance, without even ever having mentioned it, just unknowing someone you know had inhabited your body for a whole day, and it turns out they like that person as you more than they like you as you. That is the biggest, like, I cannot even imagine a comparable level of self-esteem destroying. And especially for Lars, whose life's project is getting people to like him. Mm-hmm. Or specific uh, people. And I can imagine with Lars, it's always been at least a fall of, like, as as people do, a fallback of, well... At least there's only one me of like, they may not like me, but at least I'm me. And then, no, it turns out they're, no, turns out they're like, they like the other you better. Everything you've been trying for so long is all for naught. But it's that crushing realization that Lars gets that I think makes this episode great. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Lars can't catch a break. Like, you know, he's blamed in Island Adventure for not, like, being kidnapped. And then in this episode, he's, you know, portrayed as a bad person for, you know, not liking what Stephen did to him, which I don't think he is. I think, I mean, for one, Stephen is appropriately, you know, mortified when he realizes what happened. But Lars's pain stems from earlier setup on his character. It's It's not like, oh, Stephen, you did the right thing. It's like, Oh, Steven, I am in such a bad place right now thanks to what you did. I I think it's wholly different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... Okay. I hate Lars. (laughs) I would not go that far, but... But! I... I... Yes. I hate Lars, but... We did get a good look at his butt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's another thing I wanted to point out. He woke up naked... With a dirty magazine on his face. Noise. We know. We know. We know. We know, Lars. <sighs> Me too, Lars. Me too. Me too, buddy. And uh, as I feel like I have to point it out, because I love to point it out, but the model on the cover of Noise yeah. is just Sadie's body type. Yes, yes, I also noticed that. Lars knows <laughs> what he likes. Oof. Yeah. I, yeah. It was it was cute. It was a cute little touch. Uh. <laughs> In Lars's dreams, maybe. Uh, ah, I get it. Ah. Okay, so back to you, hate Lars, but okay, uh, I hate Lars, but after this episode, not only do I feel for him, like I have sympathy for him, I think I could grow to like him, if. It goes the way I think it is. Because this 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 could be um a really huge turning point for Lars. Like this is This this could be the new Lars. Yeah. This could be the new Lars. That could that could be the hidden meaning. But cause this is rock bottom. This is the lowest you can go of, hey, um, I pretended to be you and everyone loved me more than you. Uh and now you're you again and everyone hates you. You were loved for a brief second. And it wasn't even you. So, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Good luck. Bye. Um, that's rock bottom. You don't go any lower than that. 
And sometimes you have to be broken down before you can be rebuilt. So I'm hoping this is like a wake-up call or like a like a moment of clarity for Lars of like, oh my god, nobody likes me because da 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 all these reasons, I'm awful. I hope he becomes a better person from it. That better be if they, if they if they go back to status quo with Lars, it would be like the most unexpected thing on if a they, show like if this. If they go back to status quo Lars, then Steven has no excuse. Like what Steven did, I'm sure was good, like goodwilled, but what he did was absolutely awful. Well, no, Steven only has no excuse if he goes and does that again. I I think yeah, he's yeah, yeah. I think he's learned from this episode, so at least Steven has grown and you know, I do believe that Lars has learned as well. So I think it would only be a failing of the writers if Lars goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah, because then at that point, Steven did this horrible thing and Lars didn't even grow from it. Because at that at that point, Steven was a bully. That is all that happened. And I, I should just come right at I, I think I made myself perfectly clear. I'm pretty sure that the writers are giving us the new Lars, so. I hope. I, I would only be, I would be astonished if they did not. Yeah, I, uh, I severely hope so. But, yeah, Steven, this was also a good lesson for Steven. This was a good, because previously a big, uh, a big theme was that, like, Steven was frustrated because he just, he just wanted to fix everything. Why can't you admit that you love her? Yeah, Steven just wants to fix everything for everyone and wants everything to be nice and wants everything to be happy and good and perfect. And he just wants to make it so because he has these special powers and he can help people. But this was a good lesson for Steven. Sometimes you can't. Well, I don't know. How do you give Lars that wake up call without making him realize something like this? I mean, Steven would never do this on purpose, but I can't see any other way to wake Lars up except, you know, the additional maturity that many years in the future would give him. Yeah, and that's a whole nother argument of, that's like a whole Machiavellian thing of, uh, does the end justify the means? Because, like, yeah, what Steven did was awful, but it could be argued that in the long run it's better for Lars that that happened. But then, you know, because Steven is so open, earnest, and loving, you know, would he really be able to invade Lars's privacy like that on purpose and still be an open, loving person? Yeah. I think I think only an idealistically naive Stephen can make this work. I agree. I agree. Unless he is just unless he is just rose levels of manipulative, which I I don't think he is. He tries. He like yeah. he did in Mr. Greg. He's he's good. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird gray area. This entire episode is just a big gray area. I choose to headcanon that uh, when Steven was running around saying I'm Lars and Onion looked weird out, weirded out, I choose to headcanon that Onion knew that it was Steven in there and he was weirded out at how this happened. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's cute. I, I, cho- I, uh, <clears throat> I choose to believe um, that Onion did not know it was Lars and then from now on... Onion is going to be terrified of Lars because he now knows, oh, Lars is the same crazy as I am. I'm not going to mess with Lars because we're on the same level. Uh, I'm Lars, I'm Lars, I'm Lars, I'm Lars, I'm Lars. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. 
But yeah, I I'm looking forward to both. Uh, well, we we've seen episodes after this. Um, I'm hoping it comes up later. Of like, yes, I we- am. I am kind of sad that we haven't really gotten much Lars since this episode. Yeah, I want to see his growth, but I also want to see an opportunity to, like, give us an example of Stephen's growth through that experience. Because, ooh, I. Ugh. I really want him to recognize what he did was not cool and that he shouldn't do that. Okay, so since since this episode aired, we've had 23 episodes that okay. didn't feature Lars. I, I don't think he's in them at all, not even in the background. That's bizarre. Because, I mean, Lars has been a staple up to this point, And, I mean, we still had a whole bunch of bumming around Beach City episodes. We have Beach City Drift coming up next. Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service, which will which we'll touch on the dream powers again and, and again um, we'll see steven trying to learn a lesson but kiki tells him not to yeah but 23 episodes and we still haven't gotten to see uh if we're getting the new lars or not and that is i mean obviously since they released so many episodes at once that that means we're waiting less real time but that's a lot that's a lot of episodes yeah huh i don't know i i would like to see more Lars. I would like to see the new and improved Lars. I want to see the new and improved Lars kind of buddy around with Ronaldo some more. That'd be cute to see, like, Ronaldo and Lars bury the hatchet. Like, maybe not maybe not run around doing weird stuff, but, you know, maybe they Hanging both out. bond over Army of War or something. Who knows? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute! I mean, Aww. Lars is a huge fan. He has a poster up in his room. Aww. I'd love to see little... Little Lars and little little Ronaldo playing games, hanging out again. Uh, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, something that people have pointed out, Lars lives in the attic and Sadie lives in the basement. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Cute, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're really close to the beach. Do, do you get basements that close to the beach? I don't think you should. Like, the, would, like... The water table, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should have a basement. That, like, you're gonna need a pump. I mean, Beach City is a, is a gem is a gem area. It's right by the temple. We, we have no idea how that could have impacted the, the geography there. So, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, we don't really know if Beach City functions with the same geography that other places do. That's a good point. But more likely, the writers just decided it would be cool to have Sadie live in the basement. Mm. But that's not going to stop us from theorizing. Yeah! Also, uh, let me just run through a couple of my little notes real quick. During the opening, or not the opening part, but during the beginning of the episode, when... um. St- uh, Sadie and Lars are talking and Sadie turns like, Stephen, you're staring. And then again, when Stephen... <laughs> no, is, I'm not. Yeah, then, then again, when Stephen is like, uh, why can't you just admit you love her? It's just, Stephen, you're being the fandom again. Shipper on deck! Uh, Stephen, you're supporting the wrong ship and you know it. That's right, I said it. I'm, 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 all, I'm all about uh, supporting the Opal ship. <laughs> yeah, you and... Uh, you and Sophia both. Heyo! 
They need to do an episode based on Opal's Day Off, the short yeah, the, comic. Yeah, the comic. Yeah, that was Steven. Steven takes Opal to Funland for training. Oh, that would be so adorable. At the very least, give us a short, please. I yeah. beg you. That'd be that'd be precious. I, mean, I could... You, you can tell you can tell Amy Mann that like I asked just as a personal favor to someone she's never met before. Please, please, please. That would be cute. I would like to see more Opal because we never. Because I feel like we are properly acquainted with Sardonyx. Yeah, Opal's the first fusion who was introduced as such, and we know so little about yeah. her. I mean, Sucolite uh, was explained so well in Coach Steven, but we got very little of Opal. Yeah, we have a pretty good grasp of, like, the personality of all of the gems and all the fusions, except for Opal. We don't really have any idea what she's really like. I mean, we, we have the guidebook to the Crystal Gems yeah. that says she's forgetful, but that, I, I don't yeah, even trust that, that that's... Where does that come from? Like, what, what kind of, like, what qualities of Pearl and Amethyst make her forgetful? Well, Amethyst is highly irresponsible, and I guess Pearl gets hung up on some details so she can miss others. I guess so. That's an interesting little, little feature. But yeah, so we, we've seen, we've seen Opal fight... Uh, so I want to see Sugalite fight somebody, and I want to really get to know Opal more. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've, we've seen Sardonyx do both, plenty. So we need to, we need to bring Opal and Sugalite both up to spec. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, a couple little things. Uh, during the end scene for Fangs of Love, I audibly <laughs> gagged. Like, that was, ugh. You know, when when Steven when Steven started crying, you know, as Lars, all I can think about, you know, is in an al- in an alternate universe, you know, when Sadie asks if he's okay, all I can think of is Lars saying, Sadie, full disclosure, I am on a lot of ecstasy right now. <laughs> cute. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny and cute. Um when Sadie like finally stood up to Stephen Lars stars when when <laughs> stars I'm so clever uh when when Sadie finally stood up to stars I was like my my gut reaction was you go girl you go good job I'm proud I'm I'm proud of Sadie just finally being yeah. like look you have been nothing but a pain to deal with you know I I tried to reach out an olive branch and like have a good time with you, and then you're just a jerk. No, get get out. Yeah, she's been Lars's doormat for a while, but again, he's look. It looks like looks like the relationship is going to be more open and honest in which, the future. Which I'm not. Ugh, ugh, I am not a fan of the Sadie Lars ship. Mainly, it's not because it's not just because I hate Lars. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong, I hate Lars, but. It's not just that. It's also the fact I think Sadie deserves better. I think Sadie is doing fine on her own for right now, and she should wait for someone who really deserves someone like Sadie to come around. I mean, we've we've never seen Buck with a girl. I mean, he's hanging out with uh, Jenny, but like are they a couple? Who knows? I think well there's there's that whole like fan thing of uh Sour cream, yes. Sadie, or sour cream, Jenny, and uh, Buck are a, uh, what's the word? Polyamorous relationship? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is cute. Uh, I don't think it's accurate or realistic, but 
but I think it's cute. Um, I, I, I don't even think that Buck deserves, uh, I don't even, not even the mighty Buck. Yeah. I don't even think Buck deserves Sadie. I think that Sadie deserves someone sweeter, you know, more thoughtful. Hmm. Sadie, you deserve the world. But Greg's way too old for Sadie. (laughs) I said the world, not the universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get it right. Doesn't deserve that much. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. He has been slacking on his workout routine for a few decades. Let's let's be honest here. No woman is uh is ready for what the universe is bringing to the table. I mean, you saw what happened last time. Yeah, just poof, she's gone. And that was a that that was a that was an alien warlord from outer space. Yeah, yeah. Any girl if on she, Earth can handle that. If she can't handle what what the universe is cooking. Then neither can you, toots. I mean, we we better hope that blue and white diamond are still around because I th- I I only think a fusion of three or more diamonds. Uh, I th- I think that's what it would take, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this man needs to be stopped. He is a lady slayer, literally. <sighs> but yeah, I want I want Sadie to have a nice have a nice person have a nice person. Mm. And I don't think Lars is right. I don't think anyone right now in Beach City is right for Sadie. Which, that may suck for Sadie for a while, but like, I don't know. Maybe she gets into photography, starts traveling. I don't know. She could get moved to like a different big donut branch in a in a different city. I, I, I don't know. Uh, not even Uncle Grandpa could sink their ship for long. I but think you're going to be disappointed. I probably will. I probably will. Um... Another cute little thing is, uh, I don't know if anyone else noticed, this is probably just me, and I might be the only one who noticed, but the cute little music that was playing in the Big Donut during the final scene, adorable. Precious, like, it was like, kinda elevator music, but a little more sophisticated. Or not sophisticated, a little more complex than elevator music. So everyone and me, after this episode airs, will uh, be going back to listen to that scene with an ear for the music, which is something we should all do. When I was going back through various scenes listening for music, I found some good ones. My favorite is the Trap Room music from uh, Sirius Steven. Sirius they got, they got some nice, intense music uh, when those traps are going, but you can't really hear oh, it yeah, the yeah, traps yeah. are making so much noise. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's just like in uh, if they hadn't posted the music when they're sparring with Bismuth in the episode Bismuth, you wouldn't be able to really appreciate it. But it since they posted it, uh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of this show's music. Still, still don't have a soundtrack though. That's very disappointing. Cartoon Network, you're gonna have to see us after class. They don't need a soundtrack. Aviary and Sriracha sauce. Post all their stuff up. Well, most they don't post most, all of it. We need, yeah. we need everything. We need literally every track ever made. I mean, honestly, you're not wrong. Okay, well, that's that's about all I have to say on the subject. Uh, I hope Stephen learns from this. Um, whether or not you think Stephen, what Stephen did, was justified or good, I still think he needs to learn uh, that what he did was not good, and he should be very, very aware. It's like I was saying earlier, we've seen Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service. We know he learned. I just want him, yes, but 
That was a much lighter affair, I think. But but he still immediately recoils and apologizes, and it's only after she's like, no, 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 don't learn that lesson. Unlearn that lesson. I want uh, you to interfere with my dreams. Steven! Future. Steven! Ugh. Oh, well. Let's hope. We can hope. We can hope. So, we can. And again, 23 episodes without Lars. We need to, we need to check up on him. We need to see how he's doing. He's been very low-key lately. Yeah. I, I mean, I would too if I thought everybody in town thought that I was worse than my other, than the version of me that doesn't exist. Uh, depressing. Just yeah, depressing. Very depressing. And, well, that's all my notes. And I, I just want to say how funny it is, the reaction of Lars's parents to seeing Sadie, and then how sad it is to realize that they've never seen Sadie before. Aww. So, you know, they're excited. Ooh, our son's with a girl. Let's go follow him. And then, you know, they were, all the audience is like, oh, hey, that's funny. And then again, fridge, fridge realization. Wait, that means he's even been hiding Sadie from his own parents? Or maybe he's been hiding his parents from Sadie. I don't know. His parents are pretty great. Well, yeah, but like, would Lars think so? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I hope I hope everybody's been introduced by now. They've had lots of time in the background. Yeah, they've they've had lots of time not fighting giant gem monsters and going into space to you know get some of that mundane stuff out of the way. Yep, but they didn't use it on our boy Lars or our boy Ronaldo. Well, I, I guess he kind of had the mini Jane saga, but most of that happened on Tumblr. Yep. Yep, I yep, guess yep. we'll talk about that in uh, Restaurant Wars, though. Yeah. So, is that all you have to say about the new Lars? That is it. I'm satisfied. That was that was a good episode. I like. Okay. Yeah. I, like I love this yeah. episode. I like the food for and, thought it left us with. And I, I won't talk about it again until uh, we see uh, Back to the Moon. But this episode kind of kept me on with Pink Diamond Theory after an episode that really should have shattered shattered that for me, but. Uh, Again, I'm being supervised by an adult right now, so I'm not allowed to talk too much about that. So, uh, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed our chat about the new Lars. We'll all see you next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Honor! Later, kiddos! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, that's better. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. Another cute little thing is, uh, oh, I broke my pen. Oh, would you look at that?